Hello and welcome to the Citizen Feed, um, your podcast for everything Star Citizen. I am Ace Free Flakes and I'm here with my mates. Delta X85. So what are we going to do here? We're going to give the citizens a review. I know we probably uh, we have subscribers now. So for those subscribers that have been watching since the beginning, we apologize for reintroducing ourselves, but it's necessary because the podcast is actually getting some circulation and we appreciate the opportunity to bring you this and we appreciate the interaction as well. Uh, I'm Delta X 85 and Mazda, tell us about yourself and what you do in the game. Yeah, I'm Monster69, guys, uh, part of the one and only Skeleton Crew based here in Sydney, Australia, and uh, I'm a SC player and SC lover. Um, I, I'm, you know, we're kind of focused on making money is is, is what our org is, is focused on, but uh, to be honest, at the moment, we're just doing PvP. <laughs> oh, what, what? <clears throat> PvP? I thought you were all on logistics and shit. Now you decided to wreak havoc in the verse. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of been forced yeah. to do that. Uh, but, you know, we've stepped out of our comfort zone the last few months now, and uh, we're embracing the PvP quite quite well. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, shit. So what about you, Ace36? What's up with you, the man of mystery? I'm from Stanton directly, uh, Vivid Star Citizen fanboy, if you want. And um, lately, I am totally not a pirate. <laughs> um, taking that that was a bit of sarcasm there, because you look like a fucking pirate. <laughs> hey, don't judge on looks, okay? <laughs> you also you also sound like you write letters with uh, newspaper clippings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And like he's on the ID channel or yeah. investigation channel, and then he can't reveal his identity. That's it. I'll just say this I don't have a citizen ID number, so. He's uh, a fucking illegal alien. And you know what? We're <laughs> thankful Ace makes the trip from Stanton all the way to Seoul every every week. He's, his cutlass is just parked outside, so we're appreciative of that. Thanks for the QT fuel. <laughs> and Delta, did you introduce yourself, mate? No, I haven't yet. I decided that I would be humble and let you guys go first. So I'm Delta X85, a relatively new player. Been in the verse for, uh, I guess I'm, I'm gaining some time now. So I've actually been in the verse for about a month or so now, uh, getting established, getting the org set up, you know, initiated the the beginning of the podcast, getting it set up. Uh, I do plan to start streaming soon. As far as this week, I've really been focusing on, on a lot of admin work, getting individuals into the org, getting them established, new players trained up, players into the org, uh, giving them roles and whatnot. Uh, as far as gameplay, I've uh, been working on a lot of bounties, buying ships, uh, did wind up getting me a Sentinel the other day, so nice. I've got it, got it, got it maxed out. I went to Urkel, um, tweaked with some settings. God bless had Urkel. A, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. That is an amazing tool. Made a shopping list, went around, bought everything. Uh, got myself now to where I can actually destroy a Hammerhead by myself. So 
I think nice. my pilot skills are getting better. By no means am I a great pilot, but I'm definitely better than mediocre. Uh, proud of that. And most of this week, though, honestly, even though there were a few uh, a few days there, I pulled probably 10 or 12 hours in the game and had to go to work at like 5 a.m. and went to bed at 4.30 kind of thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've been grinding it out, man. Uh, just a lot of admin work this week really trying to get the order of zion build up and get the right players into the org very particular about that man um, yeah. i make sure where we have exclusive membership uh, anyone's a, a you know eligible to to join the actual discord however uh our applicants for the actual org we have very stringent uh standards so uh i'd say about two out of ten get in 20 percent acceptance rate then not even even all of those i mean i got one player that's been in the game for a while and i explained to him what what our intentions would be and my plans for the game and he was like delta do you understand that they don't even have the mechanics in the game for you to pull that off and i'm like yeah dude absolutely fucking understand that but when those mechanics go in we're already operating that fucking way dude and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. Yeah, so, and, you know, sometimes it's like they, they, they don't see the point in it. But I'm like, dude, this is how we're going to do it. And uh, I have uh, have players that choose not not to be in the org after they join, and it's cool. I mean, we uh, I'm not a slave grinder. I just I have some deep ideas about our gameplay, and I play from our end game backwards, dude. That's it. So I'm rambling on. <laughs> that was kind of like your weekend review as well, uh, Delta. Let's seamlessly move into that because uh, yeah. I kind of stole that show there. So, yeah. You, you... So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll move into the weekend in review, guys, which is a segment where we all talk about our experiences in the game uh, this week. Um, I'll start off with mine. I won't be as humble as Delta, and I'll talk about myself. So. We yeah. had a we had a great time uh, this week. The skeleton crew have been uh, running amok uh, in 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 our hammerheads, and uh, I think we've been providing a lot of entertainment to to people on our server. So we've been uh, fully crewing the hammerhead uh, now for a second week in a row, and just going doing the triangle of death as we like to call it, which is from Port Olisar to Security Port Korea to Grim Hex, and just sort of patrolling around and engaging everyone and anyone and last week it was amazing because the whole server uh it felt like the whole server anyway came at us um they bought the rsi mantis and threw it at us and they you know jammed our quantum travel and uh, we weren't able to retreat um but we still held our own there was we were fighting for over 40 minutes. We killed about four or five people or two or three people, sorry. And, um, and you know, this Mantis was like the bane of, of my life. And I was determined. Uh, I was flying the hammerhead uh, while my crew were shooting their, their, their weapons and stuff in the turrets. And um, I was so annoyed with this Mantis that I got what pilots shouldn't be getting and that's tunnel vision and i was so focused on on this mantis that when it started to fall apart and spiral away from me i could have easily just let it go and we could have quantum traveled somewhere else but no master 69 he decided to pursue this this mantis and i noticed it started spiraling even more and more aggressively and then i kind of snapped out of my tunnel vision and lo and behold 
I was 4,000 meters away from the surface of Yella going full speed, mm. full speed towards the moon, and we crashed and burned. Oh. And, <laughs> and we're all in prison after that. And uh, we had a wonderful time um, learning how to escape from, from prison as well. So that was one part. Another part was obviously, guys, 314's been released to wave one, and I dove into that and. You know, I'm sure we'll get into 314 in future episodes when we all get our hands around it. But, you know, we've spoken about what's in and not in it um, in, in previous episodes. And uh, I'm really impressed with the stability. Um, I was worried about the frame rates being like really bad, but they were actually okay for me. Um, and the beauty of Orison and all the combat changes and the HUD changes, uh, I'm really excited to to. Uh, get my hands on further and um, learn more about. Can you about. pull out your weapon now? I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't uh, tried it? No, I haven't tried pulling out a weapon yet. Um, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'll find out. But, yeah, that's that's my week, guys. Um, Ace, your week, my friend? Well, I, I had a pretty relaxed uh, week in, the, in this regard. I mean, one day I was just flying around and looking at stuff. Yep. Like saying goodbye to three thirteen, so to say, and uh, unequipping all my all my components. That was a main priority for me, so I don't lose them in the upgrade and have like a slim chance to keep them <laughs> once the PU goes live. Very smart. And yeah, that was uh, that was the one session, and the other session I had that was actually pretty cool because we ended up on a server with like five people, maybe. And we declared Grimhags like uh, the kill zone of the of of the server, and like everybody went there, and we've been fighting for hours and hours, and everybody was just running back to a ship, <laughs> getting it out, getting another one out, flying out, and it it was a free for all all the time. Uh, that was big fun. Um, shout outs to Biggie Blackhand at this point. <laughs> you did good, and I'll get you next time. <laughs> Very nice. Otherwise. I haven't done much. Uh, I haven't checked out the PDU yet since I live in the life universe. I obviously have to wait till the PU launches and uh, <laughs> then, then I'll check out. That's right. How stuff is. It was flying around reminiscing about that buggy bitch. <laughs> uh, well, you gotta say goodbye. You gotta say goodbye, man. We had so much yeah. fun in it. You, you have to say goodbye and unequip your stuff. Yes, unequip your stuff, guys. Um, and I think, uh, Delta, you kind of ran your week in review, unless you wanted to add anything more. No, dude, I did that. So I, I killed uh, two birds, one stone kind of deal. So nice. what we're going to do right now is we're going to slide into Star Citizen Calling All Devs, the core gameplay update uh, video on YouTube, uh, SE release. So really interesting, actually. Yeah, it actually is very dense, and uh, I think the 27-minute link that was. So with that video, we had uh, Jared Huckabee with uh, Richard Tyre. Is that that the proper pronunciation for his last name? I don't know if it's wrong. Correct me. Uh, he was the core gameplay director. Yeah, they covered a, a lot of information in a little bit of time. However, the the bulk of the information was related to what's coming in 315 with medical gameplay. Yeah, it was yeah. very interesting. I mean, so you, some of the ideas there we had is you're you're going to have 
health on limbs. So each limb is going to have health HP. Then as your HP depletes and it gets to a certain point, you could, you know, injure your limb. Even, even after you heal that limb, you will still have negative ramifications until you reach a medical facility to get the proper treatment to fix it. And that, that will actually have effect on your gameplay until you do. You may not be able to run. You may not be able to climb. Uh, what, what was the most interesting aspect of that for you guys that you noticed? Well, what, what I like this, uh, the head injury party was talking about, because uh, once you get one really hard on the head, you get blurry vision and, and uh, your character might not uh, be able to aim as good as as before and your, your weapon may sway and all that. That's really cool. And um, I'm really looking forward to that because all those character effects are actually that that slight immersive element that just adds a little bit on top, you know? Uh, I, I mean, it's cool that we can eat right now, but it doesn't have real consequences. But some of the effects we already have, I mean, like, uh, if, if you pull hard G's, your vision goes red and you almost pass out. All this stuff is already in, so... Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm really happy to see more of that. And, and, and I mentioned once you had a head injury, you might not be able to stand as well um, when when there are force reactions. And every, everybody knows that. If you've been standing around on a carrick when it was flying out, out of atmosphere, man, you fall sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That's going to get worse. And um, that's really cool because... Uh, I, I always had this this slight problem with video games that your character always feels like this super awesome hero and uh, you you don't have consequences. So yeah. so this 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 is like uh, really good. And the other thing um, they they talked about, which which was particularly interesting to me, was that you won't be able to access like your whole inventory. You only have what you took with you on your ship. There's only what you put on the ship. If it gets blown up, the stuff is gone. If you die, you lose all the stuff, even if your character might get healed by some insurance company deal thing, whatever. Yeah, um, and those those items are coming in 3.15, so we'll have player healing, the med gameplay, and the personal inventory. So your inventories are going to change up. You're not going to be able to carry around 800 fucking clips. Which makes sense, obviously. I mean... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The immersion there is uh, getting deeper and deeper and... That that word we all love, fidelity. Fidelity. Now, as far as the fidelity, uh, <laughs> the, the medical gameplay is actually going to be very interesting. And I have one guy that's interested in joining the org that we're communicating with that is obsessed with the medical gameplay. So you guys, if you don't have a a, a, a medical professional, you better better get one in soon because it, it, for when we have death of a spaceman that comes in. And I, I personally think it's going to be a long time before they institute that because we have way too many bugs. that's actually called causing unnecessary deaths. Uh, yeah, I agree. However, when it comes in, you're, you're going to have uh, a down state. So if you're, you're attacked, you're going to go down and you will be in that down state until you reach the T1, T2, T3 facility that you need to go. So what we have is T1 is going to be the worst of all in injuries or <clears throat> medical issues. <clears throat> a T1 
uh, facility can actually, you know, aid you with, uh, you know, T2 issues and T3 issues. A T2 facility can aid you with T2 and T3. And then a T3 is, is what it is. And for those of you that have a Cuddy Red, I'm sorry. The Cuddy Red's only going to be able to do T3. But that downstate is actually going to allow you to have time to get to where you need to go. But they're also incorporating uh, pharmaceuticals into the game. What do you think about that, Moss? Uh, yeah, pharmaceuticals was uh, really interesting. Um, I suppose um, in that context, they... And maybe with the cutty red, like let's say you've got a T1 injury, right? Which is the worst kind of injury. And let's just pretend like you've got an hour in the down state before you die. My question to you guys, so is the pharmaceutical stuff, it was mainly to kind of help stabilize, maybe make that hour into two hours or something? Is that the kind of advantage <laughs> yes. you get? Yeah. 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 So the, they were going to have several different drugs. And one of the drugs that was used as an example was, uh, I think if you, you have an injury, say, let's say you have a, a T2 injury in your leg, when you use a med pen, it's going to heal your HP back up. Hmm. But on the back end of the programming, you have another pool of health that can only be corrected or fixed by going to that facility. Yeah. Um, so in that event, you'll have a limp in your leg. Yeah. Um, and let's say because of the pain in that leg, that's why you're limping. So painkillers will be introduced to where for a time, a timer will show up. I think he did say that where you have one hour to be able to run around normally. But once that hour is up, but you also have to be careful. You can't just sit there and inject yourself with a shit ton of drugs to manage this and balance that out because it, you're going to OD. They, they, he did say that as well. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. So it's a fucking alchemy, dude. Yeah. I mean, you can see where this is going. Like, we're going to have limited, you know, backpack space or whatever, or maybe not even have a backpack in some instances. So we have just some pockets and stuff. So, you know, you might have a, you know, you can have a mining tool with, with the basic medical head or you can have the medical gun. So what I'm trying to say is you could have like, you know, kind of soldiers equipped for war, but then they might be able to carry some medical stuff, but really to cover your base, you're going to want to have a full-blown medic dude with just... With with just like uh, you know drugs and stuff in his in his back backpack, having the medical uh, pen as well. Um, so like different roles. Are you guys still there? Are you guys on? Hello. No? Yo, Moss. Whoa. Yeah, you were breaking up really bad. We yeah. lost you there. From- wow. You good now? Okay, let me just uh, restate what I was saying. Uh, cut and action. Are you guys back? Can you hear me? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're yeah, here. perfect now. Yeah, all right, cool, man. I'll just restart. So, uh, yeah, action. So, yeah, I was just saying um, I can see where this is going. Like, we're going to have, um, you know, limited space, right? You're going to have, you know, maybe a backpack. You might not even have a backpack. You'll have a few pockets and stuff. So you'll have guys 
that are soldiers maybe with you know their weapons and, and their guns and stuff and they might be able to carry a little bit of medical equipment but you're really going to want a guy that's got a backpack full of pharmaceutical goods he's got the medical sort of gun like a medic right so yeah, with this little, medic, man. yeah there's what i'm trying to say there's heaps more objects coming and there's limited space so everyone's going to be really thinking about who's got what on them when you know before they embark on certain activities which is always immersive and and um yeah a great experience so i can't wait get into specialization man that's we're moving towards that so when we start bringing people into our orgs we're gonna have to what do you want to do we need uh, a medical professional yeah because i would imagine I know me. I don't want to be a fucking medical professional. I don't want to be, de- you know, dependent upon to pick your ass up and take you to the fucking hospital. Yeah. Uh, I'll just leave you there, let you die, and reclone. Sorry, you only got like five more left now. But <laughs> so I, I do have a player that is interested in that, and I'm I'm thankful that I I did find that individual. However, when when we get into a situation to where you know we we are you know constantly having issues i mean think about now when you're playing the game how how many times if this was instituted in the game that you would have needed a medical professional or you would have needed to get to a hospital so for sure now it's getting to a point to where we're in space guys you may not want to go out by yourself anymore after you get to that point because when death of a spaceman comes in you will be fucked. Yep. And always, this kind of leads, a lot of people want to play solo and stuff, which is fair enough, man. I don't, I'm not in any way saying that's a negative thing. But, you know, having, when you go mining in a cave or something, you know, slightly dangerous or whatever, having two people, like what what this does is kind of makes multi-crewing and multi-grouping even more attractive because now you can have guy one guy with, you know, pharmaceuticals in his backpack, one guy with all the mining equipment, or you can halve the load or whatever. Um, so it kind of brings more people together, I think, as well. Uh, a friend of mine has like, he, he's in an orc that um, basically is, uh, I don't know the, the name of, of the of the equivalence of, of, on, on Earth, but it's it's like a service. If your ship gets broken in space, they'll pick you up, fix your ship right on the spot. And if you need medical assistance, they they also have like a like a department for that. So it's uh, it's a space uh, towing truck company that <laughs> basically helps you out if you if you get stranded or your ship gets too broken and you don't have the resources to fly back or something. And they plan to to focus their gameplay all around that, saving other people, uh, saving their ships and stuff. And oh, nice. this will become more. Yeah, and the thing is, this will become more relevant in the future. Right now, it's not so prominent because you can just backspace, wake up on another station. But in the future, it will be slightly different. Your ship won't blow up right away, and it will cost you more to to get it claimed and whatnot. And uh, yeah, those things might actually become options and gameplay for other players. Yeah. which is what makes this so cool. Uh, the uh, I like the, the whole interaction between people in the verse, and um, they're adding more and more and more of that. And I really hope uh, we get some, some cool medic stuff going from, from people who, who like offer their services on, on global chat and whatnot. And so, and 
like spoiler alert in 314 um the orison hospital is you can go inside it there's there's like uh trolleys and stuff uh there's a pharmacy there um so we were walking around the, the hospital you know going man i can't wait for this stuff to be implemented and uh i'm just thinking as as your game session or as a streamer like you know imagine one stream your, your your whole stream might be just going through the hospital process maybe you know just just getting picked up from somewhere that you've been injured and in an ambulance the whole way and you know your your whole stream is just delta recovering from his wound like that's the name <laughs> name of the stream you know <laughs> and oh yeah that's just an amazing thing to be honest or, or maybe if like I, myself i've got a uh uh what's the uh the apollo the rsi apollo like you could just have a session a game session or a, or a stream which is kind of like you know watching mash remember the old sitcom mash like just being a doctor yeah. and 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 i don't know you know, helping people out and triaging them and stuff. So, anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, so we uh, we we sitting here obsessing over the medical gameplay, which was the majority of that video subject. But uh, we we are getting FPS radar scanning, so that's going to be fucking awesome, dude. So now, when when my players in the org want to target those individuals in a UEE identified org. We can. You'll actually be able to scan, and you're going to be able to know who, what, what player it is. You're going to know their crime stat level. Um, there's a whole, as a litany of things that you're going to be able to get data on with the FPS scanning. It's pretty awesome. It's just going to be just like the the ship scanning with a slight variation. So we, uh, you're actually going to be able to uh, ping as well. So from what I understand the fps scanning you're actually it's going to um passively by default always register um sound yes. however when you ping even though other people will be able to see your ping you will be able to see other signatures so a lot of this it, there even may be strategy in pinging to set people up so that's good that's really interesting um I'm, yeah. I can't, I'm anxious for that because the gameplay on targeting who you're looking for is gonna or a particular or is gonna come in pretty heavy and i i, I love that ad idea uh, i'm hoping all of these tools will lead to um like you know the bounty hunting system at the moment that's got a god marker so when you go after a bounty Everyone in the universe, everyone on the server knows exactly where that guy is, which is really unrealistic. The guy's got no chance a lot of the times. It's super annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I so, recently had something happen to me because of that. Like, uh, I flew to Korea, obviously, to clear my crime step, and I stopped like a kilometer away <laughs> from the station. Yeah. Got out of the ship and thought, okay, maybe, maybe I'm harder to hit if I just float over an EVA. And been floating for like 20 minutes and somebody got to me like five meters before i was at the entrance and shot me up yeah haha <laughs> got to yeah great you shot an arm unarmed man in eva yeah nice. criminal you were a fucking criminal <laughs> no i was not i have diplomatic immunity and if i checked my records they would have known 
Oh, okay. I got you. But yeah, the god mar- the god marker makes it totally lopsided. Um, you know, yeah. people people kind of have to go in the middle of nowhere and float in the middle of nowhere to to avoid being detected. So I'm hoping all these tools and stuff will enable then CIG to think that it's balanced enough to remove the god marker and give you kind of like a like maybe an area or something like last thing. What is this, what is this god marker for those who don't know? So when you're a criminal and someone picks up a bounty on you, um, you get to see their location, like wherever they are. Like a mission marker. Like a mission marker. Right above their head. Yeah. Uh, It doesn't matter where they are. 10 centimeters. Yeah. doesn't matter where they are or what they do. You know exactly their location and they don't know anyone else's location. So they're totally, you know, kind of surprised constantly mm-hmm. um apart from the veterans like don't get me wrong the veterans they fly off they, they might kick your ass in pvp and then they fly off in the middle of nowhere uh to to, to stay away from everyone um but generally speaking it's 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 a really unfair advantage um that the bounty hunters have uh, that the criminals don't have so i'm hoping again this fps radar stuff kind of you know allow we move in that direction where we remove the god marker be good yeah, so, so along with the, that episode, we also, they touched base on uh, hacking being instituted in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. The current chips that we have will be updated. The personal inventory that's coming is actually now called the Inner Thought System. So we will soon see those developments coming in, potentially 315, 16-ish, as we, we begin that journey there. As going to change up the gameplay uh it was a very dense episode yeah delta just to correct you a little bit sorry to do that when you press mm-hmm. f when you press f and you can see all the writing everywhere like open door closed door and all that stuff that is actually the inner thought system that's called the inner thought yeah, system okay. what's in the game today so i got you yeah got you. how about some ship talk guys yeah let's, let's do that let's ship, do talk. Moments, right? yep, ship, ship talk yep ship talk <laughs> Are you a ship talker <laughs> so this week uh it was delta's wish to to talk about the origin 600i hey dude why you gonna fucking call me out like that like oh i don't know we, we gotta talk about the 600i this piece of shit ship this is a badass ship dude that's just hot do you like origin uh, do you like origin delta Are you i origin like bougie guy? I like bougie shit, man. Okay. I ain't no basic ass motherfucker, dude. I, yeah. I mean, no, no. Is it something that I want to jump in and always fly around to to battle in? Mm, no, but dude, I, I get a heart on when I walk in those ships, man. This this shit's sleek, it's sexy. It reminds me of a nice. Uh, let, let me not use that because yeah, it might be a little too intense. But origins. <laughs> Dude, this is a hot ass ship. The shit is sexy as fuck. So let, let's go ahead. Let Ace finish his introduction. I didn't mean to yeah. cut him off. He just kind of pissed me uh, off because it's sexy, dude. All good, all good. Yeah, I don't like Origin. Like, absolutely don't like it. Oh, I felt uh, that. I, I felt it. I, I'm too greedy of a space pirate to like it, you know? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just, uh, no. Nah, man, it's, uh, to each his own. I mean, I, I can't understand the, the beauty of the ships and, and the uh, the attraction they have to people, but uh, they don't have it for me. Uh, neither the the touring nor the explorer like do it for me. Yeah, it's 
I mean, I, I can totally understand the uh, the beauty of it. And I mean, it's it's got some cool features, like that glass floor where you can can just look through and have the passengers check out space. And but that's just not my space adventure, man. It's someone else's. Yeah. So let's go through some of the specs. Yeah. So let's look at the touring. It's got three fixed size five hard points, which is not bad. Um, it's got two turrets. It's got two turrets. Um, each turret's got two guns, two size three guns. And I think it's got uh, 12 missiles is the touring mode. Um, and which is decent. And, um, how many skew? The touring mode doesn't have much cargo. It's it's for touring. So it's for, you know, freaking uh, cruising around, uh, exploring. Uh, it's only got 16 skew. So um, so that's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Like touring. They're actually running the same weaponry. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, except yeah, one's, yeah. one's got more skew and probably a better quantum drive or something. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think the Explorer comes with 40 SCUs. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. running um, M quantum drives. More uh, space okay. for Calvary yeah. and Champagne, I guess. So yeah. I think the only difference from what I'm seeing here in the comparison is the one, which is the, the touring, has more more of an elegant feel to it to where uh the expedition as you said it's got a uh, larger storage space and scanning is on the expedition that's one of the the major differences so as you're scanning and an expedition you know obviously you're going to need more cargo space makes sense yeah makes total sense but it's a nice ship, man. I mean, it's beautiful. I yeah, I love the way it looks. I can't. There's like a black and gold one somewhere. I don't know what it is or what collectors. I don't know. Is it concierge or something? But I've seen a black and gold one. I think, or maybe that was just someone's artwork. I don't know. But it was looked freaking sexy as. It's got. I think it's got the best bedroom in in the verse. <laughs> you guys have seen been to the bedroom. Yeah, of course. Everybody goes. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's like a double bed with like the whole wall is just glass. So, you know, you could be doing whatever you want to be doing, and the whole universe can just peer into that bedroom. I'm sure the window can get tinted, but mate, that's a pimping bedroom. Fucking origin. It you tips in bed. You actually yeah. are able to on origin. Be able to have girls gone wild while fucking fighting, and and that's that's critical. I mean, you can't roll up to a party and be driving your cuddy and be like, "Oh, you want to jump on my cuddy?" You know, but you're like, "Hey, you want to ju- jump on my Origin 600i?" And she's like, "Ooh, I like that 600 times." <laughs> so th- I've got some stereotypes, right? So I'm 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 a Drake guy, and how I envisage mm-hmm. a Drake pilot, right, is like Adidas tracksuit, ta- like a, almost like a jumpsuit with gold chains, you know, hair slicked back, sitting in your Drake, right? That's that's the mm-hmm. Drake guy. The Origin guy, imagine this. Picture, close your eyes and picture this. The the Origin guy is imagine I don't know. The alarms go off that you're being attacked, right? And you're you're the you're the co-pilot. The doors swing open to the bridge, 
In comes Delta with a bathrobe on, no shoes, nothing underneath, just a pimping oh, bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sitting down at the controls. <laughs> go, All right, let's kill these motherfuckers. You know, that's kind it's of it. how I imagine the origin pilot in a, in a, in a oh, naked in a yeah, bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, just getting up from his partying. <laughs> from his spa, partying, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just getting up. It's like 3 p.m. in the day. Yeah. <laughs> That's Hell kind of yeah. my thing. The only this shit is beautiful, man. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, it's, it's pretty, man. The only critique I have for the six hundred I specifically is besides the bedroom and I don't know, is there a pool table there? I think from memory. Um, besides those little areas, there's a, the rest of it is very sterile. In my opinion, it's yeah. it's too, yeah, too it's too I, white. It's too kind yeah, of cold. Medicinal. It's yeah. very medicinal. I yeah, can t- I can see that. Yeah, yeah it totally feels like a medical facility, man. So I, I to 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 go along with what you're saying, it's almost so the aesthetic of the visual, as far as the the sleep, the the lines, the the modern feel to it, it it gives you this feeling of elegance yeah and with when you're actually in it the colors absolutely invoke this medicinal feel almost yeah. like you're in a fucking hospital yes uh, and and that's that's um to me that's like anticlimactic yes yeah and that middle it neutralizes it well, what's that middle area with the globe and is it for scanning and is it i don't have seats? one yeah. I've been on one several times. One of one of my players, he's one of those individuals. He has to list the number the ships that he doesn't have, as opposed to the ones he does have. And we yeah. we we'll get in this and run some bounties from time to time. And that's uh, bougie bounty. Is what a bounty I call it. <laughs> I mean, I think it uh, from my memory, it was I don't know. It was either like really weak at one point, and then they kind of beefed it up, and then they. I don't know, bought it back down again, bought it back up. I don't know. It kind of went, they tweaked it a little bit, the 600i. But I think now it's- I think it's supposed to go to gold standard soon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it's quite capable now. I think it's quite kind of beefy enough to take a few hits. If you can get those size fives, you know, onto something, um, you know, you'll you'll do well. It's got two turrets protecting itself. It's got it's maneuverable enough to kind of at least kite away from some fighters and maybe shoot twelve missiles at it. You know, it's it, it's it, it, I don't think it's a death. It's, it's, it's definitely we we've used it several times for bounties. Um, yeah, we 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 haven't done any ERTs in it, but we did VHRTs for North Rock. Uh, no issue at all. No sure, sure, sure. And we've actually used the the expedition and the touring, but when it comes to combat, they're essentially the same because stock they come out, everything's the same. Your your avionics are yep. the same, propulsion, thrusters, systems, weaponry, it's all all the same. So the only thing that you're dealing with is you have scanning. The scanning function is is different on the expedition and your ability for cargo space. Right. Okay. Gotcha. I personally think that the ships have two beefy guns. Like, uh, they're not supposed to be combat ships. I mean, it's okay if they got some guns to defend themselves, but uh, many of the ships in the verse don't actually 
need as many guns as they man just because you're rich and you're driving around this this elegant fucking bougie bitch doesn't mean that you don't want to blow people out of the fucking water but if you're rich you pay people for that dude (laughs) <laughs> like no, it's flying man. outside that fly circles around you that's that's your if first i'm rich i may just want to use all my time to go around and shoot people in, in my hot ass sexy ride <laughs> i see i see what you're saying ace but my I, I always often think about that like you know these rich ships do they need weapons but i kind of agree and disagree the, the part i disagree is like this verse where people can go into a shop and buy a size 10 gun, like any Tom, Dick, and Harry can go buy. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, like, fair like, enough. And, you're, and I'm thinking like you're in a luxury yacht in the ocean, and let's say that rule applied on Earth. Anyone could buy an RPG uh, anti-aircraft missiles. If I was a rich guy, I reckon they would be the most paranoid people in the verse, and they would have the most oh, yeah, weapons. <laughs> so I see what you're saying, but yeah, I just think the verse just changes everything but yeah so so let's uh sum this one up so is it a a a go for you moss would i have a 600i so i don't have a 600i but i i uh, yes okay (laughs) because of the bedroom just for the bedroom just for the bedroom yes yeah and and i don't even need to ask ace so he's already put his thumbs down on this shit for me i would absolutely have have a 600 uh, um so that uh with with this segment guys is 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 new to the citizens that are listening we feel like this is a necessary thing because we have does anybody know the number of shifts that we currently have in the game Oh, I think it's about 120-ish. A shit ton. We have a shit ton of ships. So even if we cover this one every week, we have, you know, potentially several years to go through these ships. Yeah. And and that's one thing that when new players get in the game, they're they're always asking, what ship do I use? What what does it do? What is it for? So we're, we're, we're trying to get ahead of the game. Uh, as opposed to other creators with with podcasts and whatnot, we're trying to give you guys information that's not being given. So each week when we come up with these ships, take a look at them. And if you're a new player, uh, we might be able to help you out with that. So outside of that, we're we're done with ship talk. Let's move right on, Mazda. Uh, uh, actually, Ace, you're up next. Actually, uh, you're up. Actually, oh, shit. It's- All right, so let's cut cut that. It's me. Yeah. I'm next. <laughs> Ten four. All right, so we're we're done with ship talk, and we're gonna move straight into scripted lure. Lore so time. Lure. I actually, I have to say, I have never been interested in lure of a game ever. To be honest with you, I always thought it was stupid, even though I loved the game. With this podcast, we've been trying to tap into you know, different subjects that other individuals aren't covering. So we decided to to do lure. And what we do is each week we're going to select a subject. Now, mind you, lure is very deep, especially in this game. You're talking about lure reaching back, what, 30 plus years? Because it, it goes back to when Chris Roberts had... Uh, what was his original game? Star Commander or some Wing shit? Commander. Wing, Wing Commander. Commander. Yeah. yeah, I didn't play that. I wasn't in the space games. Yeah, uh, you missed something, dude. What? <laughs> Back what, in the I, day, it was hot shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
so so the lore stretches back to that time period so we, we got a, a dense uh, a, a dense situation to deal with so what we're going to do this week is we're actually going to touch on the uh uee the development of the uee we're going to take a small sample of that and considering my org's position we are anti-UEE, we're anti-bureaucracy, anti-control, we believe in liberty, free enterprise. And the UEE, unfortunately, has placed itself in the Stanton system without Stanton being represented in the UEE Senate. So essentially, we're like, fuck you, UEE, you have no jurisdiction here. Now, as far as the, the timeline is concerned, there was several different things that has happened over the history of humanity. And the, the beginning of the UEE starts in <clears throat> the 26th century. But there were several different things that happened along that time. Uh, an entity that existed just you know, prior to that was the United Nations of Earth. Um, they, yeah, that happened after, um, terraforming efforts were, were done. Um, the UEE in its infancy began as the United Nations of earth. So do you guys, um, touch base on this subject? A little bit. Yes. A little bit. Um, so the UEE was founded and uh, began uh, expanding, and that was like the, the time of um, what's it called? The time of expanse? No, it's not the time of expanse. It had like a title, uh, era of era of expansion. Was it expansion? Yeah, the yeah. human colonial expansion era. Yeah, yeah. Nesser was yeah. the the individual that founded it and he was the first prime citizen and now you got me confused dude i remember yeah he was the first yeah the very first prime senator i mean a prime citizen rather so yeah, yeah, prime, yeah okay yeah the prime citizen was the highest government office obtained uh united united planets of earth 2546. So I got a, um, uh, sorry, Ace. Go, on. Yeah, go, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. You so I, I was just looking at the timeline, right? I kind of went off a bit, bit off topic, Delta. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah go ahead. So I, I sort of picked two kind of, uh, <laughs> things that are really interesting to me. Um, so I kind of moved back from from the UE and I kept going up and up and up and up the timeline. And I discovered one of the first entrance, like entries in the timeline. This is 300,000 BC, right? <laughs> 300,000 BC. There was another alien race that has gone extinct that I had no freaking idea was in the law or what they were. <laughs> and they're, they're called the Hadesians. So there are some systems called Hades, Hades 4, Hades 1, or the Hades system. Yeah. There is another alien race. That I'd lo I would love to see someone do some artwork or some, some concept because I, I had no freaking idea these guys existed, right? So these guys had a civil war. They kind of expanded a little bit, but they didn't really find any jump points. So they stayed within their system and they had a catastrophic 
kind of civil war, kind of maybe our future as human race. <laughs> and, and and before anything, they 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 went extinct. But if you ever see the Hades system in the star map, guys, that's because there was another alien race that I had no idea existed called the Hadesians or Hadesians. Um, so that blew my mind, dude, that I didn't know there was just other alien ancient race that kind of uh, killed themselves. Yeah. Um, the, the only place I ever heard about them before was uh, in, in, I think I read some article that was about uh, space archaeology, basically. Um, right. That, that there's like archaeology uh, expeditions and um, they search for ancient aliens and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping if this game ever gets done and the Hades system ever gets done that we'll have the opportunity to you know walk across some Hadesian ruins and stuff that would be um, would be great yeah, yeah some really cool alien alien ruin architecture yeah. yep and down the rabbit hole we go because as I said when we began this this segment that there's so much to talk about. And none of that has to do with the UEE. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't even get to the no, UEE. So, I, I'm still at 300,000 yeah. BC. So the, uh, ne- oh, <laughs> the next thing. So, so go on. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, well, you're in 300,000 BC, but I, I'm, we're going to roll with the United Nations of Earth. Yeah, was the the first unified government um, for humanity in its first diasporas uh 2380 is is the time period that we see this happening and then it reforms itself into the united planets of earth 2523 upe Uh, yep 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 then we we're we're running in 2523 with the united planets of earth up until 2546 um they you know we we start to some dynamics there are shifting then Ivor Messer's ascendancy to, to prime citizen in 2546 also ushers in the United Empire of Earth. And then at that point, you see the United Empire of Earth, the UEE. It starts to get in some, some shady shit, dude. And it is, is going through the universe <clears throat> and just establishing its territory wherever it wants to. Like, yeah. To me, that's, that's a philosophical fucking issue. Does yeah, does um, Earth own every fucking thing in the universe? It is very pretentious in the fact that it feels that it needs to impose its authority on well, every you, entity that it crosses. If you put a flag in it, it's yours. That's that's old Earth rules, you know. If you you put a flag in it, it's yours, and as long as you have the the ability to dominate and impose your authority, then I guess you have quote unquote a le- legitimate authority. But to me, man, I, I, at what point do we separate and disconnect from fucking Earth? Like, we got to cut the umbilical cord. That's what we're here to do. We're here to, to cut that umbilical cord from Earth and disrupt the UEE's authority. Because as we move into other systems, that's all they're going to do is just continue to plague the fucking universe with their imposition and their goddamn taxes. Actually, that cord has been cut already. Uh, the the official seat of of the human empire is not Terra. It's Terra. Yeah, it has been moved to Terra uh, specific, specifically for 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 some sort of symbolic act. 
to, to make sure uh, everybody understood the message. Like, was Terra t- is the new... Was Terra the Tavaran home plant, or am I just making things up? What was Terra? Uh, the bearing of his found Terra. No, it's not. Sorry, I'm just reading. Let me read Terra. Let me quickly read Terra. Terra, commonly referred to by its system name, was a 12th planet colonized by the UE. It's made great strides towards becoming cultural. While diehard Earth loyalists would dispute such a claim, there is no doubt that Terra has its finger on the pulse of the civilized galaxy. From the increasing inflow of mega corporate headquarters to the system to influence of Terra nor nor originated music on popular culture. Terra is unquestionably the question, the closest thing to a rival Earth has ever produced in four centuries, owing to its jump network and locations. Okay. It's kind of like central, more central than Earth. It's yeah. evolved into a massive trade hub. There you go. So it's basically the Earth you were talking about is now Terra. Yeah, yeah. So they just... Mm. Yeah, by well, way of centralization. Yes. Also, what, what, uh, the, the thing I focused most on, um, well, while doing the research, uh, I also drifted off a little bit. Was the <laughs> um, uh, the whole starting wars with alien species? Like uh, they came to planet and were like, ah, "Okay, let's let's just terraform this fucker." And the aliens were like, "Excuse me, sir, <laughs> this is already <laughs> taken." And uh, that's not as uh, a stark tra- tra- tangent as uh, what Ace did here. He went back 30,000 years. We we're supposed to be moving forward. He went backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, that, that's, the, that's the whole thing. Um, the, the Messer era used the, the fear of, of a war with an alien species, which they created themselves in, at the beginning, basically, if, if, you, if you think about it. So, and yeah, they, yeah. they used that fear to establish their, uh, let's call it a semi-military dictatorship, which they imposed upon the the, the whole universe until the, the Messers were no longer accepted. Yeah, d- dude, and, and we're paying taxes in Stanton, and, and we don't have any representation. And it's, it's funny to, to see how the, as Earth's culture itself developed, and slowly began to to centralize global authority and work together you you see personalities from the the various players in the game then with its its dictatorial style it leaves them you know take for instance we we colonize mars you know there was an instance on mars in the lure to where we when we were there terraforming there was some issues with UEE and the Martians that first colonized. Then, quote unquote, there was a uh, an accident. I personally don't think it was an accident. I think <laughs> that it was UEE. They act, and I'm 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 going into conspiracy theory here, uh, because we only know what they told us during that time. I think the UEE fucking. It, they were responsible for sabotaging the the terraforming efforts which actually led into you know mars becoming a fucking ice planet and then well, once i would they, not be surprised man i would not oh, be surprised yeah, absolutely man five thousand especially during the masters man five thousand yeah. souls lost their lives in that accident on mars it wasn't an accident oh I mean, sorry yeah on that it's no, it incident was, incident sorry yeah 
it, yeah. it, it was a is an incident created by the uee they they created it they came back with pr on you know and they even decided as as disgusting as it is they created this event they they forced it to happen and then they want to make a, a memorial day for it i mean <laughs> to, to me that's honestly fucking atrocious dude that the, is very repugnant and uh as far as as that's concerned man the uee needs to get the fuck back go back to terror chill the fuck out go somewhere else don't bring the shit here i mean i'm about sick of it you know you you guys you guys kind of touch on something that kind of has been underlying for me is that uh, during this whole time in star citizen and i read the history and the lore and stuff and like my background as a person, I'm very like anti kind of army, anti authoritarian, anti, you know, if you want to say anti military type, type person, right? Um, and the UEE is, I mean, United Earth Empire, the word empire already means implies a lot of things and like you guys have already touched on the aggressiveness and the belligerent you know uh, actions of of humanity across the galaxy and all that stuff we're not the good guys in this verse and that's what you know it's a big gray area and maybe the banu are not the good guys you know it's just kind of humanity we're always in this gray area but (laughs) when i leading to squadron 42 which is from what I can see, a massive UEE fest. I, I, you know, I, 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 it, it kind of rubs me the wrong way because that's not who I am. You know, I, I don't want to be just another pilot in the air force shooting down guys. You know, so yeah, the UE sits uncomfortably with me, that, and and humanity's actions, and I like that. I like that. That you know, we're not the. We're not the, you know, like in Star Trek, the goody-goody federation and we're always yeah, the best. Absolutely. We're the best people and we, we we teach other aliens about morality and, you know, we're, we're actually <laughs> we're, we're actually like we would be if we had any power and we'd be... Yeah, that would be fucking hypocrisy, dude. You go to teach an alien species about their morality and you're there to dominate and control them. Yeah. So I like the fact that that UEE is kind of twisted sort of gray area of morality and and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting thing that you guys have touched on. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that's that's essentially what I wanted to do. I wanted to touch on it lightly Um, and we'll, we'll continue to do this. I know we didn't get too deep into it, but we just wanted to to sample that to where we've established uh, somewhere to go with it. Yeah. And as we develop, you know, these lure sections, we'll get deeper and deeper into it. And as you can see, the, the lure is deep. Those you can jump into lure, start clicking, moving around, investigating, and you're in a rabbit hole on a completely different subject in th- 300,000 BC. Um, <laughs> so we uh, we'll, we'll continue to do this. And as we sample it, we'll probably just choose one subject. And then run with that and try to give more detail about it but it's considering the uee is in stanton we have to pay taxes we get our ships boarded um you know etc whatnot you're 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 you get ran down by uee when you have bounties as well on your head uh they shouldn't be there 
Uh, that's my my point about that. I know, We're, I know, I know which side Delta is going to be on when the uh, events come into play. Oh, I would <laughs> any any UV soldier that I if so, I would bring the shit back tribal if we could. Once we loot, I might just keep all my UEE helmets from all the the players that I killed that were UEE <laughs> like the predator, and just just set them in my ship in different places. Trophy. Yeah, so Mazda. You got yeah. a yeah. it's open mic time, guys. So uh we're getting towards the end of the podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. In open mic time, we uh just air any thoughts or ideas or anything. Um so typically uh go go around the table. I'll start off with myself to get things started, guys. Um I, so uh I want to keep it lighthearted as well. So what do you guys think about or do you guys purchase or have you purchased or or what do you think about the skins um, that are available in in the shop uh, for, for Star Citizen? So um, what, what are you guys are thinking about that? Um, for me, like... You know, I totally... I was having this discussion with someone, unfortunately, on my, on my stream. Like, you know... Star Citizen has to f- get revenue from somewhere. It doesn't have a publisher, um, so it, it sells ships. Um, and that has certain impacts on design and, and whatever. Um, so I've always said on my stream that, you know, if, if somehow Star Citizen can somehow magically go away from 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 ships to another revenue model, or you, you know what, even if they can't totally go off ships but introduce an additional revenue model, then I'm all for it because I think it opens up another stream of money and might alleviate some pressure on them developing more and more ships as much maybe. Um, so personally, I'm a fan of the of the skins. Um, I've bought one or two. What kind of on the downside sits a little bit on the negative side for me is the amount, the cost of some of the skins, I think are a bit too high. Uh, um, so that kind of sits a little bit, um, uncomfortable. Well, give with us me. an example, Moss. Like I, I, I haven't looked into the skins. Don't typically get into skins in game. Um, because yep. they often don't produce the aesthetic that I'm going, I'm looking for. Um, you know, I like the gritty, grungy kind of shit. Like my, my my character in Star Citizen looks more like Cyrax from fucking Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So, what what are you what are you actually talking about specifically in value here, and what are you getting? So between yep. five and fifteen bucks. That, that's about the the average price for the skins. Or what? The, what? Like specifically a so, skin for what? So any skin? For, no, not any skin. Like specific skins for specific ships. You you need to get them in the store. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the way I see it, I don't know. Uh, I I like to buy them even for ships I don't have. Okay. Because of just exactly what you mentioned beforehand, they don't have like a subscription model. Uh, I'm not always subscribed subscribed to the subscriber store, so um, I kind of help out with that i just buy skins and um once you got a bunch of them even for ships you don't have yep uh, there's always sale time in november and december or what what it is and uh you can just melt them and buy can buy you get can you give them ice 
Yes, you can gift them. Because that's a great little gift. Them. That's a little good little yeah, gift, little gift for streamers or whoever, even on this podcast. We can say, here's, you know, you win some skins, you know. Um, so, okay, that's interesting, yeah, that's, Ace. That's a nice addition. It, it, so, it depends. That's um, so my previous MMO, we, we had skins for not, you know, skins for armor, skins for uh, weapons. We had, uh, it, it was medieval, so we didn't have ships and shit, but you yeah. could... Uh, yeah, many different aspects. So one of the other things that that game did is they also had decorations that mm -hmm. you could buy. So once we move into, say, base building, um, they could institute statues and shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, actually, they actually some. that they're, you can have stuff. and put places. Uh, well, you could place them in the hangars before the hangars were completely fucked and you couldn't even access the hangars, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was, was subscriber flare items. I have some, some stuff oh, I got from friends yeah. and so, uh, so subscription. That's an avenue they could go. Cause I'm always down to buy badass statues, especially if I have a base to stick it at. Uh, now yeah. as far as five to $15, I have to say that for 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 me coming from the previous game their skins were 20 to 40 dollars so right. five to 15 dollars is really not a lot of money to me what yeah, for a I skin think the price is fair man the price i mean if fair. it's 15 dollars and the shit is badass that's, yep. that's something you know if it's just like five bucks for a particular color maybe that's not too bad and unless you have a shit ton of ships and you're like, oh, I want a skin for every fucking one of my ships and you have 50, then, you know, you, yeah. you know, just pay. Just, just, to, you just to put a caveat, yeah. you're right. There's, there's the, the price is at like $3.30 for, for a particular color, but you can only apply it to one ship. Like it's only an arrow skin, for example. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're specific. Yeah, they're quite specific. But in their defense, uh, okay, I'm I'm glad because I'm not very familiar with with skins, so it's uh, I'm glad that you know Delta, you've got experience. You you know you think the price is fine, so that's good. And uh, you know Ace is uh, helping out the project by buying skins, and um, I like it. Like I said, I like it. I just thought maybe the price might be a little bit too high, but that's just that's just me. Maybe the Australian dollar <laughs> converting into the US <laughs> dollar makes it a little bit more painful. But yeah, all good. So all right. um, yeah. that's that's my hot topic skins, guys. So uh, Delta. No, let's go with Ace first because I got something that I'm really excited about that I'm sure a lot of you know, veteran players know about. But for those new players. They don't know about this, and I want to get this out there. Okay. Well, I, I wanted to talk about uh, long-term goals that you set yourself in, in the verse. Like, uh, going forward, let's assume in two years from now we have a semi-finished game, and w w what is your thought? Ooh, where, dude, where are you going? You just made me salivate. Okay, that's, that's, that's a rabbit hole, I know, but... No, no, I'm saying you, you made me something, dude. As far, and I do have a tendency to long-wind shit, but long-term goals, dude, what I, I aim to do is I want to have a, a small group of players. I don't want a massive org. I don't want 4,000 fucking people and 200 active daily. Um, I want to have a small org, more like uh, Israel. I want a small group of people that when when we're fucked with, we will lay waste to your ass 
and move the fuck on and function to where we're in all aspects of the verse. I want to be in mining, trading, refining, anything that we're into. I want to have the best players that are effective, efficient, and they are able to produce the end result that we all as an org to achieve, be that PVE or PVP. Okay. Yeah, for for me, Ace, uh, I want to continue to get better at PvP. Um, That's the like long term, short term, medium term goal. I haven't (laughs) typically, I haven't typically been a PvPer, but Star Citizens really, really uh, allowed me to, um, you know, I kind of ventured out of my comfort zone because there wasn't much else to do. And then slowly, slowly, now all I do is play Star Marine. I engage in combat constantly. Um, um, that's kind of my personal long-term goal. I think I think for my orcs, like Skeleton Crew, um, I, I want to... Um, I, w- I want us I want us to also grow like Delta said with you know maybe 20 30 30 sort of really good players is important for me um, and I want to um, you know uh, become a hub of data if I can like mining information um, help galactic logistics with with their you know trade information and stuff like that but uh, I want the data and information gathering is something that if the gameplay loops allow to happen to to get across and 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 uh, become a master of data um, would be a long-term goal in the verse gameplay loops permitting okay cool all right well I personally mostly plan to to grind for money until I have enough piled up so that I can buy a pioneering game. And uh, then the long-term goal is to build housing on desolate space planets. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Like yeah, so you want to do low-income housing? No, low-income? Nah, just, just like... You said desolate space? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's space colonies, you know, like... <laughs> Not necessarily low income housing. <laughs> You're going to have uh, resorts. Resorts. He wants to say yeah, resorts, not not um, migrants for from Grim Hex. <laughs> resorts. Um, actually, free what you Yeah, free pyro. <laughs> actually, you're right, man. Like, if you know, once you know, we get Habs. Hopefully, um, decorating the Hab. And like, oh, I'm I'm the type of guy that like when there's a hab mechanic in the game, I don't buy anything from the store. All I have in my hab is things that I've collected in the universe, yeah. so I can look at it, put it on a shelf, and go, I remember that I did that mission to get that. I remember that I did that mission to get that. So um, I hope to have plenty of good hab stuff. Uh, in missions and 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 Bible in the shops and stuff in the game. Um, oh yeah, I'm also hoping for for like uh, small rewards for certain quests and stuff like this. And j- just minor things you could like place on a table or on a rack or on a shelf and yeah, have them displayed. Even on ships. I mean, I, I guess at some point we're moving that direction. Like uh, maybe ships will have like some slots, like the hangar set, where you could place down the the model of the caterpillar or, or like the boost cabinet. I hope yep. ships get added, some sort of thing to to add a little flair. 
Yeah. You know, those, those little slushy dice that have to hang in the cockpit and stuff. Ah, oh, Cutlass needs one of those, <laughs> man. And needs like a post, poster of a big, you know, fuck you sign in, 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 the, in the back somewhere on the wall, you know. <laughs> Ripped up on the edges. <laughs> yeah. torn and worn. Um, and what about you, um, Delta? What's, what's your uh, yeah, open so, mic topic? Dude, so I ran across this map accidentally and uh from okay. from what i understand a lot of the veteran or players that have been on here for a year back know about this map but as a new citizen even doing a lot of research i never ran across this shit until the other day but the arc star map ah yeah i see what i we're gonna increase. We're gonna include the link to the Arc Star map in the description below. But for those individuals that don't know about this, you need to understand the potential that this game could be once we start getting new systems, and we'll get Pyro uh, probably next year. I don't foresee Pyro coming out this year. Um, but look at how many systems are actually on this map then you get an idea compared to where we're at now we're in the stanton system look at how many systems they have on this map where they want to take this game and some of them are going to be smaller than stanton some of them probably are going to be larger than stanton this game is going to be so fucking massive that I don't think that, you know, uh, the first big Sim game was, you know, Sim itself, the, the Sims. It's taken this to an extent to where some people aren't going to fucking leave this game, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. This shit blew my fucking mind when I came here. Yeah. And you can yeah. actually click on each one individually and it will take you there and show you all of the planets, the moons, everything. D they're already developing the general idea for these areas. And I I'm just, I don't know, I'm blown away. I'm honestly speechless, and that's very fucking rare. I mean, the, to touch on that, the cool thing about this is that they are developing and have developed Planet Tech to a level where they where they can just make up a few planets in in a really short time, like a small team of designers can now come together, use their software, which they have established works, create the planet from scratch, uh, now even add the whole cloud system, which came. All this is uh, possible due to the long development beforehand. So that's, and man, that's another thing I, I people should not forget. Thinking about the gameplay loops and the player-created content that can come out of this, just considering, you know, looking at Stanton, we're going to get Pyro. What are they going to do next? Are they going to do Magnus, Hadrian, Nyx? Um, I, I don't know. Someone may know the list, so don't chastise me for not knowing. <laughs> but it, it, essentially, it's just it's fucking it's beautiful. God damn, dude. This is fucking crazy. Have you, what about you, Moz? Have you ever seen this map? Oh, yeah, man. This this map uh, I sometimes used to when I first got into Star Citizen was click on all the planets and daydream about things. Um, 
Uh, I've moved on from the map now, Delta. I'm like a bitter, twisted veteran that <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. has put, put, put the map aside for now. But um, no, uh, man, I mean, that's the dream, right? Those systems, uh, those like, you know, I mean, for me, looking at the Banu and the Xi'an systems more than the human systems and wondering, man, imagine like actually flying to a Banu system, a Banu city, a Banu, you know, seeing the alien civilizations and stuff. That, that kind of really gets my my uh, imagination, you know, flying and, and um, you know, hopefully one day, hopefully one day, That's fingers good. crossed. I, in, oh. in closing this this section, I, I'm going to say this and then I'm, I'm done. So with, with looking at this and knowing where we are currently in the development, understand, and I, I say this, I repeat this a lot. And I'm going to continue to repeat this. You cannot look at this game as alpha beta release. You can't sit here and say, oh, when this game releases, this game will be forever in development because of the main system that they're trying to create. And they're pioneering new programming technologies for gaming that honestly are unprecedented. I mean, which is why I just use fucking the adjective pioneering. I mean, um, I, I, well, the the adverb rather, but I, I mean, I don't know, dude. This is this fucking blew my mind. And now, are we in a position to where we have servers that are going to be able to support this? Fuck no. They're going to have to probably test the boundaries of servers when they get here. Well, that's what server meshing will be for to to solve this issue in particular, like to make it even possible to 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 have this kind of universe in the background. It's not only so fingers crossed, boys and girls. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Finger, all the we'll all, get there. We'll get there. all the eggs are in the server meshing basket, so to speak. So <laughs> yeah, very much. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, all right, because that's the end of open mic session. Thank you, gentlemen. The very interesting topics, food for thought for everyone. Uh, we're going to move on to i'm assuming uh, we're usually going to we're going to start taking questions delta or, we don't have any yeah, questions wait, we? no, I, I actually did get a question okay, from okay. Uh, a player that was uh, a new player that had interest in the game one of the questions he had sent in was can you fit ships and ships because he didn't understand the scale and what we're capable of doing in the game he was just looking at the game thinking about playing it and i guess one of the things that interested him was putting vehicles inside of ships and ships and ships and vehicles in ships and ships so yeah that to answer your question you absolutely can do that and to understand the scale you'd have to get into the game because to be honest with you the cuddy is not a massive ship but I didn't realize how large it was until we went to run some ground missions in a cave and homeboy was like, Oh, that's the cave right there. And I'm like, and I had never been to a surface of a planet. Um, not in that regard. Then when I'm landing, I'm like, no, it's not, it's a fucking anthill. What is that? That's just a fucking anthill. And the closer and closer I got, I realized how large the cuddy was in comparison to the entrance to the, uh, the cave. So I couldn't imagine, you know, these capital ships, how large they would be in comparison. I mean, it's it's easy to think about like in meters or feet or whatever measurement you use, Mm. but to actually see it in comparison to something else in the game 
it is really fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, just to uh, add further to answer the question, <laughs> I think um, the whole Star Citizen community, one of their addictions is putting things into things. So the answer is definitely <laughs> yes. Whenever some ship comes out, there's like a thousand memes and stuff of how much stuff they can shove into this new ship, whether it's bikes, trucks, whatever it is. So without I, exploding, that's always the challenge. Uh, without dude, exploding, that's it. Yeah. He, he likes to, to see how many of things he can fit into a ship. So he has gotten it all to where he can put three rocks in a cutty. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, uh, and that's it. That's it, man. That's uh the okay. everything we covered everything. Okay, so then that's it for this week's episode, I guess. Um, follow those social links and uh, our community Discord. You should check that out in the description below. You'll find the links. Uh, you can send feedback to us or questions. Obviously, we would like to answer more questions from you guys. Send them to the citizenfeed at gmail.com. We appreciate your support, guys, and the interaction. And um, spool that like button and quantum back to the citizen feed uh, by clicking that notification bell so you get a notification every time we broadcast. Thanks, That's guys. Yeah, yeah. Delta X85. We'll 69. See you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>